to tell your story. There's power in your story, isn't there? There's power in what God does through us and in us. Because when I was a kid, we used to play this game at my house. I'd invite all my buddies over, and we'd all tell stories. We'd tell stories about, man, how great our dads were. It's a great story. Hey, my dad can do this. My dad can do this. No, my dad can do this. How many of y'all ever done that? Yeah, you, you brag on that, you know? I'm thinking that's what Mark does here a little bit in this gospel. It's in Mark, it's in Luke, and it's in Matthew. Trey, if you'll come up here, I want to have you read our scripture today. Mark 1 through 20. Yep, Mark 5, 1 through 20. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted, excuse me, he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus said to him, come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding nearby on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. Into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pig as well. When the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all of the people were amazed. Amen. Thank you. Guys, that's a great story. It's told in three of our Gospels. Mark does a good job of uh, being more, uh, I guess, longer, longer-winded in telling the story. So I'm confident. But a few things I want to see. Demons, they're out there, guys. We studied in Ephesians 6 that we're at war, okay? We're at war with principalities that we can't see. Demons are things that we can't see. The devil has uh, those things out there, okay? They are fallen angels. The devil can't go out and create more demons because God created the devil. 
God allowed these demons to exist, okay? They're in rebellion against God's relationship he wants to have with his creation, okay? They're in that kind of rebellion, okay? And they're loose on this earth to, to kind of wreak havoc amongst the creation, okay? Brother Scott did a good job with this testimony. Sometimes I think there's a demon of alcoholism and drugs, okay, that kind of tempts me to go that route, tempts me to abuse myself in that way, okay? You all would agree with me on that. There are those other things out there where, man, we have pornography. We have the sex trade, that type of thing. I think those are all demon-type things that are out there that are going against God's principles, okay? Going against what God's relationship with man should be, okay? And they're out there. They're trying everything they can to get us to uh, follow him, to not follow God, not see the plan for our life, that God has a plan for hope, a plan for a relationship with us. And we see this guy. The first thing I want to do is i got five Ds today. First one's despair. I want you to see this in your own eyes. They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of Gar Garcia. When they got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. Okay, here's the deal. Jesus was on the other side of the Sea of Galilee in the Jerusalem territory where all the good Jews were, okay? And he goes over to the other side, okay? So many times we get in trouble when we go out of our playground, out of our comfort zone, okay? Jesus was going out, okay? He was going on a mission. I want you to know that on that mission over there to the other side of the sea, there was a storm. A storm. Anytime God's getting ready to work, the devil doesn't like to see that, okay? And I don't know exactly what all went on, but these were seasoned veterans on the sea, okay? But they said, hey, we're going to drown. We better wake Jesus up. And Jesus got out of the bow of the boat and stilled the water. And his disciples were going, wow, what kind of guy is this that he can cause the whole sea to go still? And they continued on their journey. And they got to the other side of the sea. He got out of the boat, took a step. And my Bible says there was a man with an unclean spirit that came to meet him. He cried out in this place of these tombs. Guys, they didn't have a real cemetery back then where they dug a hole or anything. What they did is they notched out the side of this cliff, okay? And that was kind of like the tomb where they put all these bodies when they died, okay? And I don't know, this was a different type of place. This wasn't Jerusalem, okay? This is, uh, man, non-Jewish, all right? They might have had a religion back then where they thought, hey, these spirits need to be fed every day. And that's how this guy got his food, from taking food out of dead people's mouths, okay? But he said he lived among the tombs there, and he had an unclean spirit, but he came to meet Jesus, my Bible also says that he was traveling around there, crying out with a loud voice. Guys, I think my Savior hears our cries. Amen. When I'm in distress, he hears my cry. When I'm hopeless, he hears my cry. 
But he came to the other side, stepped out of the boat, and this man with the unclean spirit came to meet him. Guys, I want you to get the picture. This man was a normal-looking man. If you met this guy on Halloween night, you thought he might get the best costume, okay? He was bad. He was naked, okay? He was beyond naked, okay? The guy was yelling and screaming. The guy was cutting himself. He might have had gashes, blood everywhere. This guy came to meet Jesus. Could Jesus help? We're going to find out. This man's despair. Remember, that's the first D. Let's pick it up here again. All right. So he was living among these tombs. And he had this dwelling among the tombs. And no one was able to bind him with any, any more. Even the change, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains were broken and torn apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces and no one was able to uh, or strong enough to subdue him what I'm seeing here guys this guy's uncontrollable this guy wasn't doing the things he wanted to do he was doing the things that this thing inside of him was wanting to do you know I am my God's temple okay he lives inside of me. When he was slashing him, cutting him, I know that's a real thing nowadays with young people. They want to feel something, so they cut themselves. Okay? But I think that's also a demon, too, of just destroying our body. Whose image am I made in? God's image. I'm made to have a relationship with him. This demon was doing everything to keep this man from being in a relationship with my Lord and Savior. Okay? his Lord and Savior. He was gashing him, cutting him. He was also man's attempt to subdue this guy. Man's attempt to help this guy was to chain him up, throw him in the tomb. We don't have to deal with him. But guys, this guy had such strength by these demons living inside of him, he was able to tear off the chains, tear off the shackles around his legs. Okay? That, to me, is showing power, is it not? An uncontrollable power. I can't imagine walking through that part of the country at night thinking this guy is around, okay? That would scare you, wouldn't it? But, hey, it's beyond scared. He's right there at Jesus' feet. Here's what happens next, guys. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and gashing himself with stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him. And shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do you have with me? And Son of God, the Most High, I implore you, by God, do not torment me. For he had been saying to him, Come out of this man, you unclean spirit. And he said, What is your name? And he replied, Legion, for I am many. I want you to see God's word says that he came to him 
and he was begging for mercy. What did Jesus do? He was there. The demon recognized him. He said, you're son of the most high God. Okay? This is a Gentile nation, guys. These people used to maybe worship Baal. They had other gods. Jesus got there on the shore. This man came to him, begged him, hey, don't make me leave this place. Don't make me leave this area. I want you to see, he knew what his future was. What's the devil's future? The devil's future is to spend eternity in a lake of fire. All right? He knew that Jesus had the power to send him there. All right? He reverenced him. He reverenced him. And here it is, guys, this deliverance. The demons begged, okay? When he said, come out of this man, they begged for them to, man, let's see if Jesus will allow me to go into this herd of pigs over here. Jesus permitted the man or this demon-possessed guy, the demons living inside of him, to go into these pigs, okay? That's how we know that also this was a Gentile nation, okay? But he went in this group of pigs. Guys, when these demons went in this group of pigs, the pigs went wild. They ran down the cliff, and my Bible says they drowned in the sea. Wow. What destruction. This stuff was living in this guy, holding him hostage. And yet it got out, and they went in this pig, and what damage did they cause? Destruction, total destruction, death of pigs. But what's that say about this man? He's valuable. More valuable than 2,000 pigs. Guys, we're valuable to Jesus Christ. We have a treasure inside of us. And that treasure is a relationship with the Lord. Okay? I love it. My Bible says after he got delivered, okay? Some of the things I wrote down on this delivered thing. Let me get it here. I can't believe this guy cried out with a loud voice. Okay? This is the demons talking here, guys. This wasn't the guy. The demons took over his voice. Like in Mark 1, when Jesus said, come out of him, that demon in there also said, hey, you're Lord of Most High, okay? These demons know who Jesus is. They know who has the power, who is superior, okay? They know their future. I mentioned that earlier, the fire and torment. Here's another one. I want you to look at James 2.19. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there, James 2.19. I found this interesting while I was studying God's Word here. There's several places in the Scripture where he talks about demons. This one he says in James 2.19, You believe God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. You know, it's found in more than one place in the Bible that these demons do believe. But do they have faith in Jesus Christ? No, they don't. That's going the extra mile. That's going 
put my faith and trust in Jesus. That's what changes a man, okay? They cannot be saved. And here's the thing, guys. Legion. What was so significant that three gospel writers had to write this? They've never seen this done before. Jesus cast out a legion of angels or a legion of demons, okay? What that was saying is, my God is tough. My God can handle it, okay? This wasn't just one. A legion refers to a Roman uh, legion of soldiers. And guys, the legion of soldiers is 3,000 to 6,000 men, okay? Can you imagine those demons inhabiting this man? What havoc that is? But, hey, when he granted them permission to leave, when they cast them out, they all left. They all left. They left this man. They, he got deliverance from what he yelled. Okay? Here's the other one. The man was set free. After all that crying, after everything he's been through, he was set free. Man, I'm free. He's never able to do that. Because a Savior came to that shore that day and set him free. His reputation was changed that day. All right? He does the same thing for us, doesn't he? But my God's big. My Savior's awesome. Amen? Here's the belief thing, guys. This is the thing that gets me. In verses 14 through uh, 17, he says, What use is it, my brethren, if someone says, Nope, in the wrong spot. Sorry about that. Mark 5. We're going back to Mark 5. Mark 5, verse 14. He says, Their herdsmen ran away and reported it to the city and the county, and the people came to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon-possessed sitting, sitting down, clothed in his right mind, and very the man who had been there with a legion, and they were became very afraid. In Luke, guys, it says they were so frightened. So these herdsmen were there at the place. These herdsmen were probably going to market with these pigs. To have 150 pigs is great, but to have 2,000 pigs, that just shows me, man, these guys were doing really well. They're on the way to market. They were ready to make some money. All right? And then out of the blue, all my pigs take off, drown themselves. And these guys are so worried about their pigs. They take off and go to town going, man, this craziest thing happened, man. I was driving my pigs. I'm a professional pig driver. I've never seen it before in my life. These pigs ran right off the edge of the cliff into the sea. And every one of them, there's not one left that's good. They're all dead in the sea. These townspeople go, wow, that sounds like a disaster. I got to go check that out. You know, the curiosity was getting to them, wasn't it? They all go out and see this thing, all right? 
see these pigs floating in this sea because they couldn't possibly get that many pigs out of the water that quick, right? 2,000. See that disaster there. Smell the stench after a couple of days, you know what I mean? Bad place for a hot dog stand, you know what I mean? Or a barbecue place. But these pigs are dead. But the one thing they notice, guys, is this man they call Jesus. And then the other man, sitting in his right mind, clothed. When the Bible says his right mind, he was in the image of God at that point, okay? He had salvation. He was in the image of God right there, sitting with Jesus, all right? He's ready for the next thing that God has for him, okay? After this thing happened, guys, after he was sitting there, these people saw him, and they didn't go up and say, man, glad you're back. I'm glad to have you. What happened to your life? They didn't do that. They were more concerned about Jesus. And they even said they feared this guy that was in his right mind. But they feared Jesus, okay? After they heard all that had happened, the one thing they did, guys, is they said, hey, Jesus, you got to leave. You got to leave this area. We don't like what you're doing. We're scared. You leave this place. What did Jesus say? He left. When Jesus was leaving, guys, in this disbelief, these people couldn't believe what happened to this guy that was demon possessed. They made Jesus leave. Their desire was him, for him to leave the place. All right? We got to be careful for what we ask for. Jesus won't come in where he's not welcomed. He won't be there where he's not welcomed. Okay? So we got to be careful what we ask for sometimes. Desire, here you go. When Jesus was leaving, he put his foot butt in the boat, disciples were with him. As he's getting back in the boat, the desire of this man that was saved was to what? Go and be with his Savior. Here's a point where, guys, I don't understand. He was wanting to follow Jesus with all his heart. He was wanting to be there, do what he wanted to do. God doesn't always give us our desires. Jesus said, no, I don't want you to go with me. Remember, this is a Gentile country here. This is a first missionary effort here. He says, I don't want you to go with me. These people want me to leave, but I want you to stay behind. Wow. I remember when I first got called to ministry, I was going, God, what can you do with a young man that wants to follow you? Man, I'm not talented. I'm not gifted. I can't sing. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can only imagine what this guy's thinking. Hey. I just had over 2,000 demons in me, 3,000 demons in me, and you want me to stay? What can I do? Jesus never leaves us hopeless, guys. He says, go and tell what I've done for you. Go and share how I delivered you. Go and tell these people what has happened here today. And the best part is, he said, go home. 
Guys, do you remember the first part of the story? He was living amongst the tombs, living amongst dead people. His family was a bunch of dead people. He says, I want you to go home. I want you to go where you need to go and tell them what I've done for you. Share with you what has happened here today. Guys, we call that the gospel message, the good news gospel. The good news is he's equipped each one of us with a story. I love these videos that Dwayne has us do, unbroken. Man, because we need to be all about that. We need to know that our story is powerful. I didn't have 2,000 demons come out of me or 3,000 demons come out of me, but I know Jesus Christ is working in my life. How do I know that? Because, man, I see fruit in my life. People see fruit in my life. Okay? I know I'm inhabited by the one who loves me, Jesus Christ. He is greater than anything else in this world, okay? But he has equipped me to share a story. And we need to get past the point. I had talking to youth the other day. Wow, I wish I had a great story to tell. I just grew up in the church. I didn't do much. Hey, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he saved you from a fiery lake of hell with all his demons, okay? Man, that's something to shout about. Amen? We need to know that we hold the power. And guys, when I was doing this research on this thing, okay, on this demons, there's some demons that only come out with a bunch of prayer. Okay? How many times do I not take my responsibility and pray for my brothers and sisters? How many times do I not do that? How many times do I need to do that? I need to do it in my closet. How many of you all seen War Room? Awesome movie. Great truth there. We can rebuke the devil. James says, resist the devil and he will flee. Part of resisting the devil is saying, hey, devil, get out of here. I don't want you no more. All right? You might be a little crazy when you, other people hear you say that. But man, you're in your right mind when you're in Jesus Christ and you tell the devil to flee. He has no part, okay? You can do that. You can cause him to get out of there, okay? Scott's testimony. He came to that place where he said, hey, I can't do this. I'm at death's door. Where am I going to spend eternity? What's life looking like? He came to a wake-up scenario where he knew Jesus Christ was the only way. And he gave him eternal life. He gave him a purpose in life. Ask Virginia down here, his daughter. He's a loving dad. A couple of us got to go over and meet him over at his house. Got to give the man a helping hand. Man, the guy is doing great, okay? But he needs to lean on good Christian people. He needs encouragement from people. All through God's word, it says, do not forsake your assembling together. There's strength in the body of believers, guys. There's strength when we lift each other up to do the things God calls us to do. These shoe boxes can't change the world unless we're all united together with somebody sharing the gospel, okay? 
They're just a shoebox without God's intervention there, all right? He can do a mighty work. He can save a whole town through maybe a shoebox. I can't do that. But I can definitely tell the stories of what he's done in my life. And I can tell the stories the way he saved me. So, here's the deal. This guy had a desire to go tell, or to go with Jesus and learn more about how to share Christ. There came a time when Jesus said, no. Go home and share this with your family. Go home and share this with everybody you come in contact with. And declare my gospel. Declare what I delivered you from. We can do that, can't we? It sounds so easy. Why in the world do we make so many excuses? Is it because there's a demon of I'll be embarrassed? Is there something inside of me that says, I can't do that, Lord. You didn't gift me that way. They'll laugh at me and make fun of me. Guys, he's given each one of you a story. Just like these people did on the video. Each one of us has a story to go tell how he's delivered us. Shout with hallelujah that you can go do it. I see Dwight pray back there. I was walking in service today. I said, hey, Dwight, how was that uh, mission trip, man? You went out on disaster relief to South Carolina? Big thing he told me. Hey, we had two saved that he knows about. Because he went and shared, all right? He went and did some love out there. He used his God-given ability to shine out for Christ. And he used it. Hey, we each got our little part we can do. There's nobody around here that's junk. All right? There's nobody in here that can say, hey, God can't use me. If he saved you, he can use you. Man, I don't believe y'all. If God saved me, he can use me, right? And he put me in this mission field. I want you to hear the part where he said, go home. Mission starts where? Home. And then it goes out. Guys, let's get fired up for what God's doing right here inside me. Let's start sharing with other people. Let's start living like, hey, I got something going on. Last night, I got to go over to my mom and dad's house. Dad's getting up there in years. He's not able to do as much as he used to. Kind of breaks my heart to see the man I championed, you know, as I started this thing out. My dad could do this, my dad could do that, you know. And I've got to go over there and help him hang plastic on his back porch. But I did. Enjoyed the day. And one of the big things my dad always loves to do is like to take me out to eat. And the favorite place we like to go is we like to go get some ribs over at 17th Street. We had mom go with us and... We were over there eating. Tracy was busy taking care of her mom, and uh, we were there eating. What we normally do, my dad grew me up this way, is we sit in a circle, hold hands at a supper table, and we pray and ask God to bless our food. We did that at 17th Street the other night, about 5.30. The place was packed. Had this man come over, a middle-aged man, come over and tap me on the shoulder. He goes, man, 
I love what you guys did right before you got your food. I saw that, and I need to put that in my family because I've gotten away from that. But I love your testimony of you praying before you eat here in this public restaurant. And I was going, wow. Parents, take your opportunities you have to tell your kids what's important. Take your opportunity to share the gospel message of how you got saved, what Jesus is doing in your life, so you can be that light to that family, that home. God's doing something. So many times we fail to tell the people even closest to us what he's doing. This last week, man, we heard a great report on Wednesday night. Man, that fires me up. That pumps me up. That makes me want to go, my God's awesome, man. My God can handle any situation, even though it looks grim. My God can do it. Man, you guys ain't even getting fired up tonight. Come on, let's go. He can, guys. 3,000 demons are nothing. Not when you got the Lord on your side. Amen? When I go out on a mission trip, I love to let the Lord work. Missions is my kind of cup of tea, guys. I haven't got to be all planned out to the T, okay? I'm just going along with the big T. I'm trusting in God to do this stuff, okay? On a mission trip, you go with me, you know it, okay? You know that I'm trusting God to do something, okay? No matter what it is. I took Jeremy Bennett and his family out there. Before we left, they all go, now, Brent, we're going to be all right, aren't we? I went, sure, Jeremy, man, we're going to be great. God's going to take care of the whole thing. I remember the last night we were getting ready to pay our bill. I told Jeremy I took everything I had, you know, mission line, paid for everything for all the kids and everything. You guys want to know how much money I had left over at the end of the mission trip? $50. $50. Because I trusted God. I trusted God to do what he had to do. But I wasn't worried about it. I was just trusting him to do what he needed to do. Same thing I do with my life and my ministry. Guys, I was over at the hospital the other day visiting Monterey for our surgery. There's a young man sitting out in the waiting room. He's a pastor now, John McDonald. I remember John when he was in my youth group causing trouble. Hey, he surrendered. He saw that his God can do anything. And now he's a pastor of a church serving up in northern Illinois. He had two of his deacons over there, and I was so impressed. I'm just going, man, God is good. God is awesome. He can use anybody who just lets him be used. God doesn't want my abilities. He wants my availability, folks. He's given me a story. He's given me inspiration that I discount sometimes because, hey, it's not like so-and-so's. Hey, not everybody's so-and-so. You need to use what God's equipped you to use and use it. Okay? Quit waiting for somebody else to do it. Be God's people and share his story of what he's done for you, how he's delivered you. 
We can do that, right? If you would stand this morning. As we've read God's word today, I pray that it would impact your heart and you would let your heart guide you what you need to do. If you're lost out there today, there is a Savior that can deliver you from whatever ails you. He can deliver you from the demons of alcoholism, drugs. He can deliver you from the desire to do sin. He can do that. He can set you free. I'm down here to help if I'm available. But if you need to do that today, do it. Maybe you're out there today and you said, Hey, Brent, what you said makes sense. I need some areas in my life. I need to start being a little bit bolder. I want to do that. You can do that in your pew. You can come down here to the altar. It's open today. But guys, just don't hear the word and go out the same. Okay? Hear the word and be changed. Because, man, the time's getting short. You know it and I know it. One of these days, the trumpet's going to sound, and there will be no time to say to my family, my lost family member, hey, you need to come to Jesus. There'll be no time for my friend to say, hey, you need to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, because it'll be too late. Don't waste the time. Don't waste the opportunities. Don't keep saying, hey, I wish I had a better testimony. You got it. Use it.